episode of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by The Everyday Fan. Check out their content and a passionate group of content creators getting together to create content for the, for the growing community of pop culture, fan base, fandoms, and especially sports such as football, basketball, baseball, professional wrestling, and MMA fantasy sport. Control your content and, set, and set, share your story around the world today. The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone, we're back with Neo Reality Collective Yeah, I was gone for a long while with episodes Yeah I could explain why, but that would take too long Basically, I got lazy and just did some reviews And did focus on wrestling for a little bit But um, I had work priorities as well, so Yeah And it was San Diego Comic Con Week so, that was fun. Then I had to wait till more details came out about the event just to cover it. And I have over 52 articles to talk about. So, we might as well get the first 26 out of the way. And along with this piece of news that happened right before the show happened. So, uh, remember how Disney's been live-actioning, remaking all of our beloved classics and uh, reducing into things that we don't ever expect it to be reduced to? And probably should not have been reduced to. Well, Hercules has joined them. So, yeah. So, I found out that the producers of this movie are Joe and Anthony Russo. You know, the guys who gave us Endgame. You know, Thanos and Infinity War and, and, and Captain America the Winter Soldier. What? Why are they? Why are they doing this? Did they run out of... I'm like, Endgame was one of the biggest movies in the world. Uh, I don't think they were desperate to do uh, whatnot. So yeah, they're involving the producers, and they spoke about the about the Hercules re- live-action remake to speak in the game's radar at a recent press event. The Russo Bros discussed their intentions behind creating a live-action adaptation of Hercules. Joe explained that they are approaching the tale from a more modern angle, but the plan is still honoring the original story and elevating some of the humor of the Disney anime in a way that dials it up from zero to hero levels of laughter. It will certainly pay homage to the original with a more modern spin on it. Uh, back up. What does that mean? 
we're remaking Hercules for a modern with a modern spin on the original story. What does that mean? What does that mean? I, I, I'm being serious here. What, what the hell does that even mean? Anakin, remaking for a modern audience could mean anything. From my point of view, that means it'll be woke. Well, then you are lost! Now that we're moving on from the confusing thing that made no sense and the transitional thing, uh, let's move forward with uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Yay! Can San Diego Comic-Con! And let's go ahead and talk about the expanding world of Wakanda in the wake of Ch Eric Bozeman's death. Oh, I am so sad when this trailer came out. Because I watched it, and I have continued to watch it, multiple, multiple, multiple times, as the Queen Mother has to uh, kind of lead in the wake of T'Challa's passing away in the in the movies, whereas Sue to Charlie Boseman and they have said they are not going to recast him. Understandable on that front. So they decided to tell the story focusing on the people of Wakanda and the characters that we knew from the last movie, focusing on the aftermath of both Endgame, Black Panther, and the world knowing about them, and, and the events of the snap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is honestly the best trailer, like, of all the MCU movies, which is saying a lot considering Avengers was the, was a thing, and Avengers Age of Ultron is technically alive because it tells a darker story than the one we got. And yeah, Ryan Coogler decided to reveal Namor the Submariner, the King of Atlantis in the uh in the Marvel Comics universe. In this universe, he is the king, not of Atlantis, but of a Mesoamerican-style Aztecian society underwater. So, basically Atlantis, but the uh, Aztecian Empire. Got it. So, yeah, Namor the Submariner has declared war on Wakanda, it seems, and is ready to raise all hell as possible. Sadly, because Chadwick Boseman passed away, we will never see Hickmania-style storytelling with... Black Panther T'Challa and Namor the King. Which honestly was disappointing when, when I heard about that because I was thinking to myself, man, that would have been awesome. Seeing that on the big screen if they actually went through with that more darker take. Featuring a Nigerian artist's Thames covering of Bob Marley's No Woman No Cry. And yeah, there's, yeah. It's a story of grief and moving forward as a kingdom in the wake of the man who could have been more. The king who could have been more. So, there is a thing that we might see someone take on the... When we see, see someone take on the mantle of Black Panther, we don't see who. I think they want to keep it a little bit of a surprise, even though we all... Even though a lot of people kind of suspect of Shuri, because in the comic book she was that, and she did rule Wakanda for a time with T'Challa. So, yeah. Oh, and Ironheart was in this, so uh, we're seeing the birth of Ironheart. So... Yeah, it was it was an emotional trailer for many. 
and it was very Avatar-esque for me. Like, I saw the Avatar Way of Water trailer, and I was like, you know, that kind of gives me that same vibe. I don't know why, and it scares me. I don't know why. Stop scaring me. <laughs> so anyways, with that going on, Marvel also has announced a series of stuff, such as the entire Phase 6, 5, and 6 movies, including the long away Fantastic Four movie. Although we don't have any details on cast and crew, the report came out that they will be setting to release Fantastic Four into theaters on November 8th, 2024. Spider-Man director John Watts was originally set to take the reins, but backed out for reasons he said that, um, because he was kind of drained from the superhero stuff, so, yeah. And, John, and if you saw Multiverse of Madness, well, uh, it's not gonna be that actor, probably, because he was killed, brutally, by Wanda. And that was a different universe. But now they've officially dubbed it the Multiverse Saga. And not only that, they are joined by two other Avenger films, The Kang Dynasty and The Secret Wars event. So, they also announced that they will not be, that the Russo brothers will not direct the two Avengers movies. So I pray to God, honestly, that, yeah, I sincerely hope you do well, whoever does it. It was later confirmed that Shang-Chi's director is going to direct the Kang Dynasty. <laughs> he might as well direct the other movie because you have basically told him, okay, so you're going to direct this movie. You're going to connect all the TV shows together. You're going to connect every, you're going to connect Kang. Uh, you're going to connect probably Doctor Doom since he's also set to show up eventually. Uh, this, 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 this. Uh, you got to connect this. Oh, and you need to be a lead in for the big, big Secret Wars event. I hope he's up to the challenge. Not only that, they have announced a series of, uh, of shows and movies for Phase 5, set for release dates, Secret Invasion, Spring 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023, Loki Season 2's 2023 Summer, Echo Summer, Blade 2023 November 3rd, Ironheart Fall 2023, Agatha Coven of Chaos Winter 2023 or to 2024 earliest. Captain America, the new, new, new world order. May 3rd, 2024, Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, he's back. Spring 2024 and the Thunderbolts, July 26th, 2024. To be quite honest, this is very busy. Ha. <sighs> oh, and we're going to bring back Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox and Vincent Donofrano. Oh, as both the Daredevil Daredevil and the Kingpin. So get ready for that insanity. Also, uh, let's see, moving on to that. We also, they also screened the first Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 footage. And apparently the Ravagers are now being... Uh, <laughs> being reunion, having a reunion with Peter Quill and all that insanity. And we're going to see the High Evolutionary and the return and the arrival of Adam Warlock. Meanwhile, there's also a first look at Quantumania and we're probably and it seems we're going to get Modark and Kang ready to raise all ruckus. So, uh, good luck with that. Meanwhile, the Dungeons and Dragons movie Honor Among Thieves trailer breaks down the door featuring, well, after a slight title announcement. Starting the film is Chris Pine as a bard, 
and I can't pronounce this other guy's name as a paladin, but not much is known about who they are, just their classes. We were revealed in the posters at Comic-Con. It's not known where they're drawing from the extremely expansive D&D mythos or the entirely new distinct characters. Well, considering how expansive the uh, D&D universe is, which is saying a lot, uh, I want to say it's going to be its own tale, just borrowing the name for the most part and some elements. Heading into theaters, March 3rd, 2023. Oh, and, and the Black Adam trailer came out. Uh, the Rock is in it. He's he's awesome as always, and he's raising all sorts of you-know-what with his power of thunder, along with Shazam Fury of the Gods, bringing the whole family back together. Yeah! And uh, Zachary Levy, a.k.a. Shazam, is currently going through an existential crisis. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they've also hit, also gave word that the god, the fury of the gods are, well, furious about Shazam and the family uh, taking the power. Meanwhile, John Wick 4 was revealed, unveiled to the world, and much to their chagrin of everybody involved, and ready for him to destroy as much people as possible, as everyone called Keanu Reeves breathtaking until Cyberpunk 2077 happened. Also, we get Teen Wolf in the movie, a tra first trailer at the event, then we get the director of the uh, movie director of Dungeons and Dragons revealing his perfect origin story. Yeah thing it's not just unique it's also different <laughs> saying this i've been an avid player since i was 14 years old i know i was an actor on the show freaks and geeks and my care my character was a geek he was a huge fan of dungeons and dragons i had known perpetually about it so i decided being the young method actor that i was to play a campaign with the fellow cast members and immediately i fell in love with the world because so john francis daily became DD fan after the events of freaks and geeks my god, we saw a director in the making. Also, Netflix's The Sandman came out in tra trailer, set to premiere on August 5th on Netflix worldwide. Ah, uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, everyone. Oh, and there's a new show coming to AMC, uh, centered around New Orleans for most of Louis' story, a clear departure from the books, called Interview with the Vampires. Uh-huh. Starring Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, and Christian Dunst. Uh, the new show looks like a supernatural thriller with beautiful vampires, as has been described in the article, so... Never heard of this, so I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, She-Hulk arrived, and... She's trying to balance her hero work, become an attorney, go ahead and, uh... Go ahead and be a lawyer and dating. Oh, and and um, also may or may not be dealing with uh, the daredevil and uh, uh, you know everyone. Also, it's been revealed that uh, Wong is in this show, so he he's clearly like I have entered this universe because I am bored. That and I'm kind of on the verge of disowning Doctor Strange for his repeated attempts to destroy reality. 
So, uh, yeah, Bruce Banner's having fun. Charlie Cox is coming in as Matt Murdock Daredevil, and he looks like he'll be donning the yellow red suit. Cho interesting choice of outfit, considering what he, considering that's how he deb debuted in the comic book universe in. I, I don't, I, it doesn't fit, but it's, it's iconic for some reason, but, yeah. Also, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, unveiled his big trailer, and my god, is it epic looking. Let's just hope it is good, because it has to compete with the most deadliest force of power in the universe. House of the Dragons! My god. Wait. So, yeah. House of the Dragons versus versus Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power, the Rings of Power. So they came out with a trailer and showcased a whole bunch of insanity in the fall and the uh, be the beginning of history of the Anarchy event that led to in British history because a woman was being given the heirship to the throne, which you know is the most unorthodox thing a man can do. <laughs> Most unorthodox. So, yeah. So, remember that Rick Grimes movie that was going on? They were planning to, um, to, were planning to make a trilogy of movies for Rick Grimes? Yeah, that's a miniseries now. Yep. And Michonne's coming back for this. The end of an era. Meanwhile, we get the first Tales of the Walking Dead trailer that spans the entire zombie apocalypse, taking place in different years of the universe of the TV universe instead of the comic book universe. While the final trailer begins the end game for the Walking Dead main universe TV show. So yeah, eight episodes remain. Get ready for that. Meanwhile, the next generation reunites in Star Trek Picard Season 3. He, as Star Trek Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Lower Deck, will have a crossover episode. Yeah, that's the thing. Meanwhile, Marvel picked the worst show to accidentally put Regent Paul Page in the cast list. That happened. So... Marvel quickly realized his error for Secret Invasion and realized the error after publication report on the cast li casting list and set out swift correction. Uh -huh. <laughs> so now there's a chance the guy could actually show up as a cameo because, well, these are alien shapeshifters known as the Skrulls, so... Yeah. Might be a bit of a problem right there. Meanwhile, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power is a mega epic that will recontextualize the franchise. Hmm, I see. How long is it? Oh, they've committed to 50 hours of television over five seasons. We're doomed. Meanwhile, the Severin's goats, uh, 
And other facts about The Severance has hit with Adam Scott, Ben Stiller, an Apple TV, C- TV Plus sci-fi show coming out, coming out soon. Is there significance to the ghosts that will, or and will that significance be revealed? A fan asked, um, who dressed as Wolverine. So awesome to that. And then creator Dan Erickson said, "Yeah," but did not elaborate further. Hmm. I have no idea what just happened. So we'll be back after these messages and the ad break. And can we'll be back? Stay tuned, and I'll recap the last half of these articles because, my God, I'm surprised I don't know half of the stuff I'm talking about. Uh, besides the Wakanda forever. So, uh, we'll be back after these messages. Okay, everybody, let's finish this off. So, as San Diego Comic content continues, uh, Shudder's Queen for Fears looks thoughtful and wildly entertaining for coin to Gizmodo. Oh, so... <laughs> Yeah, this is coming out. It's an LGBTQ documentary series executive produced by Hannibal's Brian Fuller arriving in September. The documentary, when it was intended, was a movie. As we got further into the interviews and all these different people's point of views on horror stories and how they saw themselves in different ways, representative by monsters and psychopaths, we realized that 90 minutes was just not enough to cover all that material. So Shudder, in support of us, said that we should become a multi-episode series. Every episode has a thematic unifying idea. The first episode is about queer storytellers, the foundational queer storytellers that created the horror genre, who including the screenwriters who penned Hitchcock films and Frankenstein directors James Whale, as well as figures in literature like Mary Shelley, Bram Stoker, and Oscar Wilde. The second episode is exploring thematics that, we'll, that we all relate to, whether it's werewolves or cat people or body snatchers or zombies. It starts to build vocabulary of the audience of, yes, we've all looked at these movies as scary films, but there's something much deeper and personal all about the impacts they've had. So, this is going to be a four-part epic episodic series that basically covers everything of horror. Horror. Meanwhile, Evil's Kaji Herbers on why Chaotic and Hinge Christian is her favorite version of the character. Yep. That's a thing. New episodes will arrive on Sundays on Paramount+. Plus. I never watched that show. And Chucky Season 2 promises diabolical delights galore. I'm actually surprised that still is still on the on the air. I mean like when I want when I all I recall is NXT bringing it up on Halloween Havoc. And that was a thing. And I'm surprised they did not go all in on the whole Rick Rex Steiner thing. But besides that, that was about it. Also, Hulu's The Orville will soon be available for streaming on Disney+. Plus after, after making the announcement on Sci-Fi Series' San Diego Comic-Con panel. So, those who watch The Orville will be excited to see that. I've never watched it. Meanwhile, uh, for all mankind, the alternate history... Alternate reality that looks like ours, but the one big fork in the world is that the United States lost the space race to the Soviet Union. And... Yeah, they're trying to get there at Mars. So, get ready for the space race to go all in on this. Meanwhile, National Treasure Edge of History brought heist hijinks and a sneak tease to Comic-Con. 
Disney Pro Disney Plus brought the cast of the National Treasure Edge of History to San Diego Comic Con for the first look at the series to hit the streamer platform. Surprisingly, Nicholas Collette. Uh, Nicholas Cage uh, is not involved in this. Yep, I was honestly would have been I would have been I wouldn't have been surprised by that because Nicholas Cage wants to be in everything. Meanwhile, fantasy epic The Wheel of Time will return for a third season on Prime Video after the big announcement at San Diego Comic Con. Meanwhile, superhero Super Trouble in Super Trouble. Well, they gave us She-Hulk's hotline to get voicemail messages from her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people had fun with that, especially like how Marvel did it with the comics when they gave away Tony Stark's number, and then he condemned Thor for it and tried to hit him with the hammer, which almost ended badly for him. Get it? Because he's made of iron! So, Harvey go. I, I can't pronounce that last name. I tried. On how Guillermo del Toro is finding him, Guillermo is finding himself outside of the Nandor of what we do in the shadows. I don't know why I keep saying Guillermo del Toro quickly. It's just my thing. But uh, it's a full-on vampire wedding upcoming soon. And <laughs> yeah, tying out the big stunt that happened in that show. And all the insanity that comes with it. Meanwhile, Lower Decks is setting up a big bonkers heist. Very bold. Uh, yeah. So, oh, uh, uh, it's time to prove the captain's innocence. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> yeah. Also... After the return of the Avatar The Last Airbender timeline, uh, we're going to finally get the, the the big movie that's coming out. The first movie for Avatar Studios is going to bring back Aang and the group back together. Yes! So, I'm excited for that. We don't know what the story will be about yet. No plot details have been given. But uh, the voice actors Dante Bosco and Jack DeSana are set to be returning as well since they also voice Zuko and Sokka. Such insanity will ensue to the extreme and probably cactus juice. Meanwhile, Spider-Man freshman years will showcase stylish nostalgia at the Comic at the Comic-Con. So we get the origin story that we were literally denied in the MCU movies. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, we even get get their version of Doc Ock, which uh, surprisingly, and also um, another slideshow Daredevil in his black suit and a very classically, if goofy looking, outfitted Doctor Strange, mustache included. And with the confirmation that Charlie Cox would voice the character in that animated series. Streaming on Disney Plus in 2024, with a second season set to confirm at the panel. Meanwhile, X-Men 97 have returned, is set to come back, and we got a bunch of details coming out, specifically how we're going to have Magneto lead the X-Men, considering uh, Charles Xavier is kind of dead. 
Sort of, I think. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the, uh, he's in the outfit that looks like he's clad into the, uh, where Magneto turned away from his villainous actions and joined the, joined the X-Men during the first volume of New Mutants, and, well, he'll be the leader, and it seems like they're going to do the trial of Magneto to really give this redemption arc. Meanwhile, um, Marvel Season 2 will be filled with all new heroes, those Marvel's What If, and the studios disclose that What If will get a Season 3. What if we will have a Season 3? So, get ready for that! Oh, and we got a trailer of the cute, adorable Baby Groot. <laughs> it's so adorable! Until he grows into a teenager, and then we have to scream. Meanwhile, as the universes continue to fluctuate, Zack Snyder is guest starring in Teen Titans Go! Padam. He, he, he's gonna be on that thing? Oh god. <laughs> I'm wondering how I'm gonna be surprised if DC is not tempted to make shots at him. Meanwhile, also, Opposites is getting a Halloween special after Season 3 just dropped and Season 4 already in production. Also, we get more updates on the Dragon Ball Super Movie trailer set to release in America. America! And we're gonna get Berserker, the Berserker comic book that involves Keanu Reeves, because of course it does, is set to have an anime adaptation for Netflix. As Gremlin's Secrets of Mogi, Mogui, whatever, looks like to be a delightful addition to its iconic franchise, the long-awaited anime prequel series based on John Dan Joe Dante films arrive on HBO Max next year. My God. And, uh, yeah. The cast and crew put together, of uh, Archer put on their annual Indigo Ballroom panel for the upcoming season 13 of, of, of well, uh, Archer. And the absence ends a beloved cast member Jessica Walter with uh, crazy stories. Uh, man, is there what she's done in this? Uh, what she's done in the show, just from the glimpses I've seen, I've, I've been like, oh wow. Meanwhile, Marvel has teased something at the next big comic book events going on in the world, such as Captain America, Cold War, Fantastic Four going coastal, Spider-Man spins a dark web as Norman Osborn goes good. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Jonathan Hickman, you know, the Jonathan Hickman man that was uh, kicked out of, well, X-Men, because uh, they loved the story so much they didn't want to leave the first act. Well, Hickman has announced that... Uh, Hickman is coming back with Valio Skeety, who's currently doing Judgment Day. And this is part of the next big thing panel. All Hickman would say they've been working on it for the past three years. The message will not sound like gibberish when the first issue comes out, he teased, saying this, This is probably my favorite thing I've written for Marvel. It's the Sandman for the Marvel Universe. And the caption is, What happens when the powers that be meet the natural order of things? By God. What could it mean? So... 
I, I'm curious as to know what it is. Uh, some people suggest he might be doing doing the Eternals. Others suggest he's doing the Inhumans. Um, we do know it's going to be cosmic stuff, but we don't know what it is. Also, uh, the Power Rangers are teaming up with the Ninja Turtles again in the comic book. As the Last Rowan Adventures will continue in a new comic series called The Last Rowan The Lost Years. But what about DC? What's going on with DC? Well, they announced that Dark Crisis is officially called Old Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths after issue 4. Yeah, you couldn't wait till after issue 4 to announce that change. Um. That's really the big announcement. Dark Crisis is a sequel to to, to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, everyone knew that. You didn't make it that subtle. In fact, wait, then what does Infinite Crisis do? Oh, like, that featured people from the original Crisis. Heck, even Final Crisis featured some original people from the Infinite Crisis and Final Cri and the first Crisis. What, what makes Dark Crisis the official direct sequel? What, does Infinite Crisis no longer matter? What happened here? Meanwhile, DC won a bunch of Eisner Awards along with Junji Ito and, Mo and Laura Olympus, and more specifically Nightwing did. So, Wonder Woman Historia won for best single issue or one shot. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see. For uh, The Nice House of the Lake by James Tiny in the Fourth. Uh, let's see, what else did they win? Uh, they also, Nightwing also won an award I heard, which doesn't surprise me, Tom Taylor is awesome. <laughs> uh, but we also have gotten a bunch of other stuff awards, such as Monsters by Barry Win Winsor Smith by Fantastic Graphs, The Complete American Gods, re Best Reprinted Graphic Album um, by Neil Gaiman, Best adaption for another medium at the 2022 Eisners was George Orwell's 1984 graphic novel, The Shadow of Man by IDW, Junji Ito Story Collection by Junji Ito, translated by Viz Media, and I can't pronounce this person's name. So, yeah. DC Image, Phil Jimenez won, uh, Phil Jimenez won uh, Best Penciler and Inker, or Best Ink, Best penciler eager team and I was like it's Phil Jimenez what did anyone think was who, like the moment he got him the moment he got his book out there you knew he was gonna win like at all he, he was guaranteed to win heck the one I'm surprised who won best cover was Jen Bartle's Future State Immortal Wonder Woman 1 and 2, Wonder Woman Black and Gold number 1, and the 80th Anniversary Wonder Woman and the Woman History Month variant covers for Marvel. Huh. The more you know. <laughs> oh, man. And sadly, Hickman did not win. Boo! 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 the Hickman's great! So, yeah, that was the Eisner Awards. So, <laughs> that's about it, everybody. Uh, it's good to be back. I'll be trying to get back into, into the spirit of things once uh, everything processes through and we get this episode done and finally finished. 
I'll see y'all again next time. This was Neo Reality Collective hosted by Eric Brown. Feel free to check out my other content and stay tuned for more. And this episode was brought to you by, by our everyday friends of everyday fans. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, God. I, I have... Uh, the everyday fans. Yeah. See y'all again next time, everybody. Take care. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels, such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.